नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोत्तम सरस्वती व्यास तथय मुदीर नष्टप्रायशभद्रेशो निगवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोक भक्तिर्भवती नैष्ठिकी रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद्भागवतम कैंटो वन चैप्टर ट्वेल्व चैप्टर ट्वेल्व इज एंटाइटल बर्थ ऑफ एम्पर परीक्षित टेक्स्ट नंबर थर्टी सहा लोके विख्याता सोके विख्याता सोके विख्याता परीक्षेत यभु परीक्षित यभु परीक्षित यभु पूर्व दृष्ट अयन पूर्व दृष्ट अयन पूर्व दृष्टमुध्यान परीक्षेत नरेश परीक्षेता नरेश परीक्षेता नरेश सोके विख्याता परीक्षित यभु पूर्व दृष्टमुध्यान परीक्षेता नरेश सोके वर्ल्ड विख्याता फेमस परीक्षित वनो इति दस यत व्हाट प्रभु ओ माय किंग पूर्वम बिफोर दृष्टम सीन अनुध्यायन कॉन्स्टेंटली कॉन्टम्प्लेटिंग परीक्षेता एग्जामिन नरेशु अंटू एवरी मैन 
Iha, here. Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Translation. So his son would become famous in the world as Parikshit, examiner, because he would come to examine all human beings in his search after that personality whom he saw before his birth. Thus, he would come to constantly contemplate him. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Maharaj Parikshit, fortunate as he was, got the impression of the Lord even in the womb of his mother. And thus his contemplation on the Lord was constantly with him. Once the impression of the transcendental form of the Lord is fixed in one's mind, one can never forget him in any circumstance. Child Parikshit, after coming out of the womb, was in the habit of examining everyone to see whether he was the same personality whom he first saw in the womb. That no one could be equal to or more attractive than the Lord and therefore he never accepted anyone. But the Lord was constantly with him by such examination and thus Maharaj Parikshit was always engaged in the devotional service of the Lord by remembrance. Srila Jiva Goswami remarks in this connection that every child, if given an impression of the Lord from his very childhood, certainly becomes a great devotee of the Lord like Maharaj Parikshit. One may not be as fortunate as Maharaj Parikshit to have the opportunity to see the Lord in the womb of his mother. But even if he is not so fortunate, he can be made so if the parents of the child desire him to be so. There is a practical example in my personal life in this connection. My father was a pure devotee of the Lord. And when I was only four or five years old, my father gave me a couple of forms of Radha and Krishna. In a playful manner, I used to worship these deities along with my sister. And I used to imitate the performances of a neighboring temple of Radha Govinda. By constantly visiting this neighboring temple and copying the ceremonies in connection with my own deities of play, I developed a natural affinity for the Lord. My father used to observe all the ceremonies befitting my position. Later on, these activities were suspended due to my association in the schools and colleges and I became completely out of practice. But in my youthful days, when I met my spiritual master, Sri Srimad Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj, again I revived my old habit, and the same playful deities became my worshipful deities in proper regulation. This was followed up until I left the family connection, and I am pleased that my generous father gave the first impression which was developed later into regulative devotional service by his divine grace. Maharaj Prahlad also advised that such impressions of a godly relation must be impregnated from the beginning of childhood. Otherwise, one may miss the opportunity of the human form of life 
which is very valuable although it is temporary like others thus ends the bhakti vilanta purport this chapter describes the birth of emperor parikshit uh, after the birth when the jata karma was performed the astrologers calculated according to shastra the future of this child and they gave prediction that this child will grow up to be a very great devotee with wonderful qualifications now this prediction that he'll be a great devotee due to possessing so many nice devotional qualities has been explained so far in so many verses but this particular verse is significant because here it is being said that the very name of the child parikshit is because this child was very fortunate to see the lord in the womb of his mother even before he uh, came out of the womb of his mother he got darshan of krishna and because krishna is supremely attractive the impression that was created in the mind of the child in the womb that impression remained throughout his life and as a result of carrying that impression in his mind of the most attractive supreme lord whom he saw in the mother's womb this child became a uh, examiner parikshit every human being he would see every man he would see he would try to examine if it is the same person he saw in his mother's womb before his birth so in this way he was always thinking contemplating Uh, about the supreme lord krishna this is one of the uh, methods of devotional service shravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam smaranam remembering the supreme lord remembering remembering what about the supreme lord remembering his form remembering his past times remembering his name remembering his qualities remembering his paraphernalia remembering his abode remembering his pure devotees remembering anything connected to the supreme personality of god at krishna 
that is called smaranam but this smaranam one has to carefully understand it's not just remembrance like we ordinarily try to remember something we have seen or heard or learnt no it's not exactly a function of the brain the physical brain in the physical brain there is a phenomena that happens that you hear something or you see something and either consciously or unconsciously you commit to memory so that later on you can recollect just like our school system we are made to memorize whatever is to be learned and then later on we to reproduce that in the exam especially in the exam so that is one faculty we have to be able to commit to memory and recollect now when it comes to an impression of the supreme lord remembering the supreme lord after having got some impression uh, in the heart in the consciousness this is something spiritual this is something that is not dependent on the function of the brain this is not dependent on the function of the brain so shrila prabhupada says here once the impression of the transcendental form of the lord is fixed in one's mind one can never forget him in any circumstance we have experience ordinarily if we commit to memory something we may not remember that accurately exactly completely perfectly in the future it may not be relevant to remember everything that we have committed to memory or even if we want to remember we may not be able to remember due to different reasons <clears throat> but if the transcendental form of the lord is fixed in one's mind then one can never forget him in any circumstance so there is a difference between the impression formed in the mind of the transcendental form of the lord and the impression that may be formed by seeing other persons other people or other objects material objects the two are different so when we come to the temple and we see the transcendental form of the deity 
first of all we should understand the form of the dt is not a material form even though it is made of some metal or stone or marble or whatever it is not a material form it was a material form before the installation of the dt a block of stone may be carved or some metal may be uh, melted and cast into the form of a dt that is generally done when dt is prepared but after installation when the lord is invited to come and reside in this form and accept our devotional service by the acharya the pure devotee spiritual master then the form is no longer a material form it is completely spiritual transcendental form so this transcendental form the deity when we come to the temple and see this form if we are able to make one impression in our mind after carefully examining this form of the deity then again the same thing applies you will never forget this form of the deity in any circumstance in the future and that is a very very great blessing or benediction for your devotional service in any circumstance later on if you are simply able to remember this transcendental form of the deity simply remembering is devotional service now how is remembering devotional service because originally our consciousness is krishna consciousness which means simply means originally we are always conscious of krishna now our material conditioning is such that we forget krishna we forget krishna krishna bhuliya jeev that's material existence uh, material existence means one forgets krishna one is not conscious of krishna and if somebody takes to devotional service the aim of devotional service is to change our consciousness from material consciousness to krishna consciousness so this change is very easily brought about by impressing upon our mind the transcendental form of the deity in the temple so the impression we may form by one seeing the deity 
may not be a lasting impression if we see the deity with some material conception in our mind generally when we see the deity we say oh it's a very beautifully carved deity or beautifully uh, casted deity actually we are seeing the deity as a metal statue and we think that this metal statue is supposed to be krishna if you're seeing a deity of krishna we think this metal statue is supposed to be krishna form of krishna but it is not true that the form of the deity is something which people imagine or devotees imagine no it is not imagination it is a absolute truth absolute fact it's absolute reality that krishna the supreme personality of god the transcendental lord is actually standing there in the altar as supreme lord simply to accept your service and to bless you if at all you want so uh, through practicing devotional service through hearing about krishna from the authentic Uh, sources we are educated about what is this deity one of the press reporters was telling shrila prabhupad that's very hard to understand what is this deity of krishna because please remember the understanding of what is deity of the supreme lord doesn't exist in any other religious system other than our vedic uh, culture and even in the vedic culture a class of philosophers called the mayavadi philosophers their philosophy says this deity of krishna which the devotees worship with great respect and uh, veneration the mayavadis think this is not actually the absolute truth they consider the deity to be idol what is the meaning of idol idol is a very specific english word which means a form which one imagines is something other than what it is the mayavadis think or their philosophy says that the deity of krishna is actually simply one metal statue 
but people may imagine it is God for their convenience, for their own purposes. And imagining that it is God, they may worship, they may bow down, they may offer prayers. And why should one do so? According to the Mayavadis, you should do that because in the beginning, you are unable to conceive or understand what is the impersonal feature or impersonal aspect of the absolute truth. The description of the impersonal Brahman especially is given in the Upanishads. And the Mayavadis are very fond of reading these Upanishads and speaking about them and studying them and arguing on the basis of their own interpretation of the Upanishads. They are very, very fond of that. That's why they call themselves as Vedantist. Vedanta means the Upanishads or the conclusion of the Vedas. So the Mayavadis think Vedanta is their monopoly. They dare to say that the Bhakti Yogis or the devotees, they do not know any Vedanta. That's what they say. Or they may even say devotees are beginners on the path of spiritual progress. So they think, the Mayavadis think, the devotees are incapable of conceiving the impersonal Brahman our devotees are incapable of understanding philosophically what is this impersonal Brahman. But the Srimad Bhagavatam, the Vedanta Sutra, the Upanishads, the Vedas, all the Vedic literature declare that the absolute truth is understood in three different aspects as Brahman, impersonal Brahman, localized Paramatma and the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Bhagavan. Vadanti tat tattva vidaha tattvam yat jnanam advayam Advaya jnana, non-dual substance of the Absolute Truth is Brahman, Paramatma and Bhagavan. So very clearly, the scriptures are describing three aspects of the Absolute Truth. And all the three are identical with one another, are non-different. They are the same Absolute Truth. So, to further explain what is this Absolute Truth in terms of these three aspects, the confidential part of the Vedic literature like Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam and some Upanishads like the Isha Upanishad especially 
even the Shvetashvata Upanishad, the Kathopanishad, many Upanishads are there. That even though the Upanishads primarily describe the Brahman feature, the impersonal feature, but the Upanishads also describe the personal feature, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And it is explained that in the ultimate issue, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the basis of the Brahman feature and the Paramatma feature. This is explained in the Bhagavad Gita. Krishna says, Brahmano hi pratishtaham. Krishna says, I am the basis of the impersonal Brahman. In the Brahma Samhita it is explained, Yasya Prabha Prabhavato Jagadanda Koti Kotishvasheshava Sudadi Vibhuti Bhinnam Tad Brahma Nishkalam Anantam Ashesha Bhutam Govindam Adi Purusham Tamaham Vajan What is described in the scriptures as the impersonal Brahman unlimited spiritual effulgence in the spiritual sky that is nothing but the effulgence of the personality of God at Govinda, the Adi Purusha, the original person, the supreme person, Govinda. So, the Shastras also say, even if one were to realize the impersonal feature of the Absolute Truth as impersonal Brahman, Brahma Jyoti, the dazzling effulgence of the Supreme Lord, Krishna, one will be unable to penetrate this effulgence and be able to see beyond this effulgence the actual transcendental form of Krishna. That is not possible for anyone except devotees. Bhaktya maam abhijanati yavanyashchasmi tattvataha It's only by bhakti can one penetrate beyond this effulgence and actually see the spiritual form. Similarly, when one sees the deity form, to be able to actually uh, see the spiritual form of Krishna and not just the the metal or the stone statue to be able to see the spiritual form, transcendental form, one has to actually develop bhakti. Without bhakti, it is not possible to see the spiritual form. It's never possible to see the spiritual form without developing bhakti. So even we as devotees, while we are beginners or while we are practicing bhakti in order to awaken our original devotion to Krishna, our pure devotion to Krishna, during the stage of practice we are also unable to see the spiritual form. Nevertheless, 
if we understand from the authoritative source that this form of krishna though appearing to be like a material form is not a material form because this deity has been installed by the acharya this deity is actually completely spiritual and even though we may not be able to see that spiritual form if we offer prayers if we offer obeisances if we offer some flowers if we do some kirtan then it is accepted by the transcendental lord and you get the blessings without any doubt to receive the mercy to receive the blessings it doesn't wait for your realization or your advancement no you can receive the blessings full blessings complete blessings of the lord because he is personally present and he is present there especially for giving you blessings and gradually as your bhakti develops by the authorized process of devotional service sadhana bhakti bhakti yoga by practice of bhakti yoga your devotion develops the lord reveals himself unto you in your heart then you are able to properly see the transcendental form so till your heart is cleansed of all material misconceptions you cannot perceive spiritual form the reality is every living being is actually spirit soul spirit soul means spiritual form covered by the gross and subtle body every person we are not able to see that the mayavadis are not able to see that so how do they expect to see the spiritual form of the deity for it matter the scriptures say even when krishna was present on this planet 5000 years back rama was present on this planet millions of years back in treta yuga still that time also ordinary people non devotees they saw rama as another human being they saw krishna as another human being in vrindavan they would see krishna as a covered boy in mathura they would see krishna as a prince in dwarka they would see krishna as the king of dwarka with all his royal opulence they will not be able to see krishna or rama as the supreme personality of godhead come down in their original transcendental form they'll never be able to see that they cannot see because when the lord incarnates he never accepts a material form ajopisan avyayatma this is very clear in the bhagavad gita krishna says although i am unborn and my transcendental form never deteriorates 
avyaya atma atma means his form and avyaya means it never deteriorates so krishna comes in his transcendental form when he incarnates in this world even when he incarnates as matsya kurma fish tortoise varaha bore incarnation all those incarnations are completely spiritual forms that who can see that only those whose eyes are smeared with devotion only those who have devotion in their heart only they can see this form is not a material form others even if they are able to witness some extraordinary activities which is not possible even for devatas or yogis so if you carefully study the shrimad bhagavatam you will be able to understand philosophically that when krishna lifted govardhan hill on his little left finger of the left hand and he was holding it for 7 days as a 7 year old boy krishna was 7 years old he lifted the govardhan hill and held it on the tip of his little left finger protecting all the brajavasis against torrential rains and by indra for seven continuous days now somebody may say this is really extraordinary simple people will say but those who have knowledge of yoga siddhi they may say that a yogi who has got mystic power can do that can lift a hill and hold it continuously for 7 days effortlessly by the power of his acquired siddhi that's called siddhi mystic power yogic power so then what is special about krishna lifting govardhan hill why do we glorify him giridhari govardhan adhari so many ways devotees glorify krishna as the lifter of the govardhan hill why because krishna was not holding the govardhan hill merely to show some power no he was holding the govardhan hill as an umbrella against what kind of rain devastating rainfall which generally is sent by indra at the end of brahma's day when there is a need to inundate the middle and the lower planetary systems by huge quantity of water at the end of brahma's day there is partial devastation of this universe 
the upper planetary systems remain as they are night of brahma the upper planetary systems are not destroyed the middle and lower planetary systems are not exactly destroyed but they are covered by unlimited water huge quantity of water by the devastating rainfall due to one arrangement which indra as the controller of rain sends forth samvartaka clouds they pour down rain at the end of brahma's day to inundate to completely flood all the middle and lower planets with water this is the devastation or destruction that happens at the end of brahma's day and all living entities including the inhabitants of the upper planets including brahma everybody enters into the body of garbhodakshayi vishnu the second vishnu and remain there like in a sleeping condition for the entire night of brahma so this samvartaka cloud which indra employed for pouring down devastating rainfall in vrindavan against that rainfall krishna was holding the govardhan hill now consider can a yogi who has mystic power to lift a hill can he hold the hill as an umbrella against samvartaka clouds pouring down devastating rainfall the yogi himself if he is on the earth planet with this power he has to escape and go to the upper planets to protect himself he may be able to save himself against this devastating rainfall but he is unable to give protection to others in any way he cannot save others there is one point that is mentioned in the bhagavatam 10th canto in the govardhan uh, leela krishna lifting govardhan hill so this krishna lifting is not possible against the devastating rainfall by anybody any yogi any uh, gyani any tapasvi any devata including brahma and shiva nobody can do it only krishna can do it so this understanding the mayavadis don't have this understanding common people don't have this is the understanding only the devotees have second point i'll mention this and then close that krishna lifted the govardhan hill and told all the brajavasis don't worry about the rainfall you come under the protection of this govardhan hill so seven days the rainfall was continuing even though they were protected against the rain underneath the govardhan hill so krishna said as long as there is rainfall you remain here and underneath this govardhan hill by my arrangement you will not be disturbed by hunger thirst fatigue sleep nothing nothing will bother you is it possible for any yogi 
to tell people you come under my protection or care 7 days you will not be bothered even by 7 days 7 minutes you will not be bothered by hunger thirst fatigue sleep the yogi with his mystic power may be able to tolerate hunger thirst fatigue etc by his mystic power he can tolerate but he cannot give that facility to others who do not know how to protect themselves by yogic power that's not possible so this is the second wonder about krishna lifting govardhan hill and holding it for 7 days all you you can imagine the brajavasis they are disturbed by the rainfall where will they cook and where will they eat and what will happen to the cows so all the cows all the calves all the brajavasis all the inhabitants the gopas the gopis the covered boys the covered girls everybody was free from hunger thirst fatigue sleep nothing so this is possible only for krishna this is not possible for anybody else this is not possible for anybody else so in this way if you understand krishna then we may not mistake that krishna is some uh, manifestation of impersonal brahman the mayavadis think impersonal brahman accepts a material form and that is what is called as an incarnation no that is not the proper understanding of what is incarnation incarnation means the supreme lord from the spiritual world in his original transcendental form appears in this material world in the same spiritual form he doesn't accept a material form ever he never comes in touch with matter by his inconceivable potency he is able to remain aloof from matter even when he comes to this world why krishna even krishna's devotees they remain aloof from matter when they come to this world simply by dint of their krishna consciousness if somebody awakens their bhakti they are above the gunas they are not in touch with matter they are unaffected by matter they are unaffected by the gunas this is explained by krishna in the bhagavad gita mam chayo avyavicharena bhakti yogena sevate sagunan samatityaitan brahma bhuyaya kalpate one is immediately lifted to the transcendental platform called brahma bhuta platform the spiritual platform the transcendental platform when one engages in unalloyed devotional service to krishna and by such devotion one is able to transcend the three modes rise above the modes and remain on the spiritual platform so if you awaken your bhakti then you no longer are in this material world you are actually in the spiritual world by dint of pure devotion to krishna like propas said when he was in new york i am not in new york i am in vrindavan so devotee said what does that mean propas says the consciousness of a devotee who is always krishna conscious is actually always with krishna never with this material world so a devotee is in 
situated in transcendental consciousness always in touch with krishna and he simultaneously is able to deal with this material world for the purpose of krishna krishna's mission so prabhupada has come had come has come to this world even now is there to actually execute krishna's mission of preaching krishna consciousness to the forgetful souls and delivering them that's the purpose of prabhupada coming and for that purpose he is able to perform activities in this material world which are actually spiritual completely transcendental so all his activities just like krishna's activities in this material world when krishna incarnates similarly prabhupada's activities are all spiritual they are not material they appear like material activities just like krishna's activities appear like material activities but neither the supreme lord nor his pure devotees activities in this material world or in the spiritual world or anywhere are material they never material they are always spiritual and that is possible simply by a change of consciousness from material consciousness to krishna consciousness so therefore we should understand that the highest understanding or realization of the absolute truth is the personality of god and bhagavan and that bhagavan is also present as paramatma by his plenary expansion swamsha uh, his plenary expansion he expands as paramatma and enters into everything in this world that is created every material atom every material object every material planet and everybody's heart every living being's heart he enters as paramatma and it is he only who maintains he only who conducts everything through the agencies of the demigods he only conducts and maintains everything but he remains in the background as paramatma he remains in the background only the devotional yogis are able to see him within their heart when they are situated in samadhi by practice of devotional yoga and those who are practicing bhakti yoga not ashtanga yoga those who practice bhakti yoga they directly see krishna in the form of the deity they don't have to do any ashtanga yoga practice neither it is practically possible in kali yoga for most people nor is it recommended in the shastra if you want to see krishna shastra says directly see krishna in the form of the deity in the temple where devotees are worshiping him according to shastra not some mayavadis who worship a statue and think that it is an imaginary form of an idol no that is not deity of krishna an imaginary form because the mayavadis for them whether it is installed or not installed it doesn't make a difference because they think it is imagination so imaginary form is different 
the real form of god as the deity is different so prabhupada makes the distinction in his books by using the word deity for the form of krishna in the temple that we worship and idol which is used by other people it means an imaginary form it doesn't mean the real form of god so you should be clear we are not worshiping idol we are worshiping deity idol worship doesn't give you bhakti cannot give you bhakti bhakti is possible only by worshiping deity real form of krishna not some imaginary form to mayavadis they think because the form of krishna in the temple is imaginary form therefore they think or they say you can imagine any form of god you can worship one tree you can worship one monkey you can worship one lion you can worship one stone you can worship one mountain you can worship anything you imagine it is god now that worship is totally bogus it is useless it is totally useless as far as developing our bhakti is concerned it is useless it cannot help anybody develop bhakti no bhakti is developed only by properly following the actual principles of bhakti described in the authentic vedic literature if you chant hari krishna you develop bhakti if you worship the deity of krishna you develop bhakti not by worshiping some imaginary form or idol no so uh, parikshit when he was examining everybody is this the form i have seen in my mother's womb it was not a material activity of recollecting something he had seen just like you have seen some person long back and you trying to see recollect the same person is present in front of me whom i had seen or met long back it's not like that it is actually devotional service constant contemplation on krishna constantly he was able to remember krishna in that way in that way also this verse explains he was the greatest devotee of krishna i'll stop here grantaraj shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shri prabhupad ki jai